0: Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. So today we are going to resume and look at the second half of the game. Um, This should be a much better half, actually. And honestly, the first half was not my favorite, but it wasn't as frustrating as I guess I was expecting. So hoping for uh, all good things up until the pick. Um, There was actually one uh play that was run prior to the half it was just kind of a burn the uh i was so confused i'm watching I'm like what what the heck is this 14 yard run i don't see it anywhere it, there was one play they ran to burn it um before the half so we'll look at that it's a big run but it's also five seconds left and the broncos are playing the pass so whatever also just a, a quick update um i don't know a ton in terms of who's playing who's not whatever there was some good news um Christian Watson was a full participant on Wednesday. Uh, Jair is also back practicing. He's still limited, but um, good news, I guess. Devondre Campbell, who was definitely a concern in terms of how long he was going to be out, he is back to practice. Limited, but still. And also Devontae Wyatt, who went out and we saw get carded, was back to practice in limited fashion. In full, uh, Jair, Campbell, Elton, Yash and Wyatt were limited. Christian Watson was a full participant. Josh Myers uh, did not participate, which obviously isn't great, except for those that would rather have that be the case. Luke Musgrave, as kind of expected, did not participate. Aaron Jones, hamstring injury, did not participate. Matt LaFleur tried to kind of downplay that a little bit. He just like, yeah, he's a little bit more more sore than we thought, uh, so we'll hopefully get him back up to speed. But I'm sorry if he just missed several weeks with a hamstring injury, played one game and his hamst that same hamstring is bothering him so much that he can't even practice. I'm not feeling great that he's gonna be just fine. Maybe he will. I don't know. I'm just saying it's not great. Because I think the expectation is he continues to get better. Not, you know, repeating the whole David Bakhtiari thing where we hold him out for a long time, say, hey, let's give it a shot and then oh wait, never mind. He's gotta sit out for a very long time again. And then I think the final piece of news here um, is that Darnell Savage is officially placed on IR. Now, I, I kind of alluded to this. I, I don't want to downplay it. It may be very serious. I haven't heard officially um, the expectation for him. But I, I think the larger point here is, is kind of what I had said earlier, which is they're going to have to start putting guys on IR just to make sure we can bring up people, you know, because you can only have so many people. On your 53. And so, if we have to call up a ton of people to cover for all the injuries, we're going to have to move somebody somewhere else. And so, it just makes sense that if you're looking at somebody that you think might roughly be about four weeks, then you just shut them down. And so, I'm guessing at least I'm, I'm that's kind of an optimistic way to look at it, aside from the part where our entire team's injured, but optimistic from the standpoint that it, it may not be necessarily massively serious and he'll come back uh, right after. And I know some people don't care, but again, I I feel like there's a massive drop-off in safety play when Savage left. not saying he's a great football player, but just that I think this year he's been pretty mediocre, which is all I've ever wanted from our safeties, on top of Rudy actually playing quite well. And I think what we saw from Owens was what we've only ever seen from Owens, which is like a bottom three safety. So uh, hoping for a quick and speedy return for Darnell Savage. But anyways, uh, let's get into this. I want to make sure we can get through everything. We can start theorizing and, and looking at that stuff, which I do want to do. Um, maybe start that tomorrow, but I want to get through the second half of the game just so we can kind of get a better idea, or at least you can get a better idea of what I see. And I can try to give a better idea on a play-to-play basis what, what is actually going on here. So, again, uh, the final play of the first half, which is just sort of a run-out-the-clock run to Emmanuel Wilson, it does go for 16 yards, and it's a uh, jordan and shotgun, essentially just a draw play. Because of the defensive formation, I think there was just a lot of space. Good on Emmanuel Wilson to be able to find a gap to run through because it was kind of dicey there for a minute. But uh, finds a gap, runs up the field. Zach Tom was doing a good job blocking down the field and uh, picked up 16. All right, third quarter Packers get the ball first. Start at the 25 yard line, 11, uh, 12 personnel. Jordan shotgun, Watson in motion. Aaron Jones runs the ball, picks up six yards. Pretty well blocked, with the exception of Josh Myers. I mean, he's in a relatively tough spot. He's trying to reach a guy that's away from him, but I'm talking on the line of scrimmage, not a linebacker. Um, and again, I just don't think he can do that. He just doesn't have that ability to get in front of somebody and stop their momentum, and, unless it's like head to head or he's got a, a slight. He's kind of in that direction already. If he has to try to cross somebody and then stop their momentum, he just doesn't seem to have that ability. So good on Aaron Jones to um, kind of cut back behind Josh Myers and, and find a little gap there, pick up a few extra yards. But aside from that, it was really well blocked. I thought uh, Rashid did a good job. Uh, Runyon and Tom did a good job. Elton Jenkins actually got down the field and got to the linebacker. If uh, If Myers could have done his job, I think this could have been a much bigger play. Actually, I take that back. Rashid didn't really do a good job. But I also think Elton was supposed to kind of stop his momentum. Although it, it, I don't think it necessarily matters. Elton maybe wasn't supposed to because the, the guy off the backside was never going to catch Aaron Jones. So I don't know. I'm not too worried about that side of the line. Good job aside from Josh Myers. And I will say as negative as it was, Josh still did a good enough job where he couldn't stop him going from right to left defensively but he still got into his shoulder and pushed him all the way down the field, which created enough room for Aaron Jones to be able to run and pick up the six. All right, now we got Jordan under center at the 31-yard line. Again, we're in 12 personnel. Takes a deep shot to uh, Romeo Dobbs. Honestly, not... I'm trying to see. It looks like it's a pretty good throw. Here would be sort of my only critiques about it. Um, Number one, it's a good throw insofar as it's... It is a perfectly thrown 50-50 ball. I think if you're trying to catch him in stride, it it's not that. But he didn't have separation to begin with, so a 50-50 ball is as good as it's going to get. I think the question then becomes, did it have to go to Romeo Dobbs as a 50-50 ball or not? I think on second and four, maybe you look at it and say, let's dial up a shot here. For my money, I don't really trust this team to execute a deep shot, especially to Romeo Dobbs, who's not able to get separation down the sideline. But Dobbs goes up, tries to get it, and the defender being right there is able to punch the ball out. In terms of other options, I mean, there is Christian Watson. I think, you know, it's it's always hard to tell. It's hard to tell if you changed the way things—sorry, that's kind of quiet. If you changed the way things are, what would have happened? Could the defender have made a play? I think Christian Watson coming full speed across the middle— I think you probably got about a 15-yard gain there. Now, again, I think this was the intention of the play. I think the intention is we want to take a shot to Romeo Dobbs. So, you know, I don't want to just make it seem like whatever. I'm just trying to give a full picture here. There was also the dump-off to um, Aaron Jones. And and he does have a clean—well, I don't know if it's a clean pocket. It's hard to tell. Again, you fast-forward, things can change quickly. At the point of him throwing it— it's there. I think if you dump it to Aaron Jones, you probably pick up five or six on a passing play. So, you know, it is what it is. You could also hit the tight end down here, pick up another again, five or six. So, you know, it's it's not the case that there aren't other options. I can say that definitively. There, there are two check down options or, you know, whatever, one check down option. And maybe Christian Watson. But Romeo Dobbs was never open. He threw a 50-50 ball. Dobbs couldn't come down with it. Next play again, Shotgun. We are in ten personnel, so we got one running back, three wide receivers. This is on uh, third and four, by the way. Jaden Reed comes in motion. Um, Jordan Love checks out of the play, and beautiful play hitting Dontavian Wicks right across the middle. This is for a seventeen yard gain. And again, this is this is what I love from Jordan Love. Is it a half a second late and a little bit behind, which it needs to be because the defender's there? Sure, maybe Dontavian should have just sat in that zone anyways. Whatever, it, that's irrelevant. This is what Jordan has always done well, right? Identifying exactly where the play is going to be. And this is also why when I look at it, you know, sometimes you look at it and say, you could have hit this guy. And it's like, come on, man. It's the NFL. It's a really tight window. Probably not. This is this is one where if he hadn't thrown to Dontavian Wakeson, I would have said you could have squeezed it in between those two guys. People would have rolled their eyes like, come on. But that's what it is. It's, it's very simply just wrapping around that defender. And as soon as he comes around the defender, you hit in between those two zones. You hit the wide receiver, bing, bang, boom. And Dontavian Wicks, I understand why a lot of people are excited about him. I mean, he he does have some very crisp route running. I mean, when he comes out of his break, it's just he can hit those 45 degree or 90 degree angles and just come bursting out of them. He is fun to watch. There's no doubt about it. I don't exactly know what his ceiling is, but as far as signing off on, I, I would be interested in seeing a little bit more of him to see what he can do. I think I would, I would co-sign on that. And actually, the reason it's 17 yards is because Dentavian Wicks does what Dentavian Wicks does, which is catches it and then somehow breaks like three tackles and gets down the field. Like the, the <laughs> he, again, the ball got squeezed in between defenders. It should be done right there, but it's not. He somehow is able to get more yards. So another reason to maybe push the envelope a little bit with Dontavian Wicks. And 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 again, this is an area where. If you want me to criticize the Packers and, and the way they do things, this would be one of them, because I don't expect him to get more snaps. Unless there is some kind of an injury, which it looks like Christian Watson's okay, they're going to stick with Watson-Reed Dobbs. And I'm not saying make him the number one, make him the number two, or even make him the number three, but you know maybe pump up his numbers a little bit. Pump somebody else's down a little bit. you know, Make it a little bit more of an even rotation across the board so it's not this massive discrepancy where Christian Watson gets 40 snaps and he gets eight. Because I don't think there's that big of a gap in talent between any of the top four guys. Santavian Wicks is also a great example of something that I just heard uh, Clayton talk about in his podcast this past day, where... It would be nice to see the Packers focus more on finding good football players as a finding, as opposed to finding just elite athletes. And that's something I've been saying for a long time. I said it a lot under Ted Thompson. I've been saying it less under Gutekunst because they've been. There's a couple that have hit like Rashawn Gary, and you start to understand like, okay, the ceiling is pretty awesome. Get excited about Christian Watson and whatnot. But Dantavian Wicks is, I think, just a, a good example of that. Just a good football player. He doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the hops. He doesn't have the the short shuttle and the three cone. I mean, he might have a couple of those. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the point is you watch him on tape and it's like, this guy is just a good football player. He's just a crisp route runner. He just understands stuff. And lo and behold, it's not the speedy Jaden Reed or the extremely fast Christian Watson that's been standing out to everybody. It's more so Romeo Dobbs and and, and Dentavian Wicks. So I don't know. It it depends, you know. It, it's case by case or whatever, but I, I do think we lean a little bit too much on the just finding raw athletes for the sake of the ceiling. All right, first and ten. We are at the Green Bay forty eight yard line again in shotgun. Looks like AJ Dillon lined up behind him. Uh, looks like twelve personnel, two tight ends, two wide receivers, and this is the play that I had referenced earlier on, where the ball literally hits Romeo Dobbs in the shoes, and it's like this is where you just look at it and it's like, come on, man, we got a good drive going here. Like we can't be doing this stuff. It's a good route from Romeo. He gets the separation, kind of similar separation to what Christian Watson had on the last play that I was talking about. Similar separation to what Jaden Reed had, although that's zone, but you're talking spacing. He's open, and it was behind him and at his feet. You also had Christian Watson running sort of like a deep curl route. He would have been wide open probably for about a first down. Now, I don't know what the progressions are. I don't really care. The bottom line is we got guys running routes, and we got guys that are open. We got guys that are winning. We got to start maximizing our opportunities. You know what I mean? I mean, football is one of those things that's and, and honestly, you know, we're all probably overreacting to some degree about the team because football is such a to be cliche, a game of inches. And, and really, it just comes down to one mistake here and there. And that's what this this game in particular, I heard a lot of people assess it that way is just sort of this constant like somebody's always making a mistake it's if it's not this guy it's that guy if it's not that guy it's you know the other guy you can't consistently make mistakes you you, it's it's hard to win in the nfl because you win through consistency you have to have an entire series all the way down the line where your offensive line your running backs your quarterback your wide receivers your tight ends they don't make a lot of mistakes and if they do you get about one chance one mistake because then i mean again you get three downs we know how this works so between the offensive line and the, the botched route running and the bad throws and the not seeing the guys open and whatnot, this is how you don't end up driving down the field, right? And again, you understand it with the young quarterback, young wide receivers, all that stuff, that there's there's just minor mistakes across the board, but they compound into a really ugly loss. And so again, I don't want to just hammer Jordan Love. My My stance is what it is. He's not where he needs to be. If you don't like that, that's fine. But we can't be doing this. We, we we just gotta try to find some kind of a rhythm here because there are opportunities. There just are. Same with same with the run game. Again, we can we can blame the scheme all we want, that's fine. I'm sure there are better play callers and better schemes across the board, but I'm not gonna blame it because I can look at it very clearly and say, Man, if that if he would have just blocked that one guy, that's a big play. If he would have just thrown it better, that's a big play. If he could've hit Watson, that's a first down. You know, if, if dylan could have run through the right hole it would have been seven yards instead of two that's not every play but it doesn't have to be it's never going to be sometimes you lose sometimes they're just better sometimes they call a better play you call the wrong play it is what it is but you only get so many opportunities and if you're capitalizing on 20 percent of your opportunities you're never going to win so you know i was glad to see the receivers got together and started working together which you know jj made the comment like don't you do that every week what the heck do you do all week fair enough but you know good sit down let's figure this out man because it's sitting there on a silver frickin' platter. And because we draft the way we draft, I mean, you hit Christian Watson, he could be gone. You, you hit Romeo Dobbs or or, or Tantavian Wicks or Jaden Reed, like, they can they can do some stuff. You know, when they're coming in stride and there's just one safety back there, just give them the frickin' opportunity. You know, and maybe it went off a defender's hand or whatever, I don't know. But, but again, the, the point is not so much, you know, whatever. It's just there's always something. You know what I mean? We just we just gotta freaking be better, man. But it's also encouraging because it's there. I can see it with my own eyes. Opportunity, the win, it's right there in our hands. The big plays are there. I have to rem- I remind myself that as we're playing a game, like as we went into this Denver game, I was reminding myself like, man, guys are gonna get open. Lafleur's gonna find a way to get a guy open on third and nine. Just trust if they can execute it, it'll be there. And then you go back and watch and say, like, yep, yeah, there it is next play they're running out of the shotgun again we're in 12 personnel we shift watson across the formation it's going to be a handoff to aj dylan and he's going to end up picking up four yards and that was on second and 10 and this is another one where i'm looking at it going i just i don't think i fully understand what we're doing here um and sometimes this happens with run plays where i'll look at it and i'll say okay this is what happened and then i look and i'm like wait a minute what are those guys doing so my my first initial look at this was because you got Elton Jenkins getting up to the next level that he's supposed to follow in that direction, but we got two guys pulling all the way to the outside. So that would explain why Elton Jenkins didn't really get a hand on this guy to help Rasheed Walker, because it doesn't matter, we're running all the way to the other side. Okay, fair enough. As best as I can tell, A.J. Dillon looks at John Runyon getting beat and just says, I'm not even going to try. He bails on it and just turns north and south. And maybe that was the right decision, I don't know. Or actually, that's not, uh, who is that? It's a tight end. 88, I think that's Musgrave. He sees Musgrave getting beat and just says, I don't trust it. I'm not going that way. The problem is I just don't like that. Again, just follow the freaking blockers, man. That's that's where all your allies are. And and unfortunately, the guys actually got down the field and did a decent enough job. I mean, you got uh, Tucker Craft. He got down there and blocked. If you would have just followed his guy, granted, the person Musgrave's blocking isn't massively bro- blocked, but try to squeeze in there. I think Aaron Jones does. I think that's what Aaron Jones does well is he just, he follows the block. He squeezes in. But Musgrave just got bull rushed straight into the back. I mean, and again, it's not, it was like two yards. It wasn't like five yards or something. You could have still ran around behind him. But I think, again, A.J. Dillon just saw that panic and said, nope, I'm out of there. And again, from a schematic standpoint, I mean, I understand you got to use your tight ends. You can't just not use them. But you're just putting your guys, actually, is that 86? You're putting your guys in a uh, tough situation where, you know, where is the weak link in the chain? And consistently, that's the tight ends. And and I don't I don't know I don't know what exactly what the answer is. Every time I look at, it, I'm like, well, this is a problem. Then you try to fix it, and you're like, well, then that becomes the problem. But I'll just say this: I don't know if we should be using as much twelve personnel, you know, because we come out in these like big heavy sets, and we're asking our tight ends to be big strong guys. I understand, like, if you want to get them up to the next level, go ahead and do it. If you want to get them out in space to take on the linebackers and the corners, cool. But taking on defensive tackles and edge rushers, I understand Like if you're running away from that side, or if you just need them to chip or get a little bit of a block, but if, if that's the guy you're trying to get a hole through, I don't think that's going to work. I mean, it will, occasionally, just not much. All right, it is third and six. Again, we're in the gun. I don't know if it's technically 11 personnel if the uh, tight end is split out, but we'll call it 10 personnel with four receivers. I think it gives a more accurate description of what's happening on the play. Watson comes in motion at the snap. He does have Watson open, but I don't think he gets the first down if you give it to him. What he does have, though, is Luke Musgrave. As the defenders start to come down for um, Christian Watson, you can go around behind him to Luke Musgrave would probably be the throw. But Jordan kind of starts to panic, although he's he is in a clean pocket. But either way, it doesn't matter. He either panics or just says, I think I can pick it up with my legs. Either way, he does, so we'll give him credit for that. Um again, that is another attribute of Jordan Love that is better than I expected it's not it's not a speed thing as much as it is just he knows when to use his legs and he knows how to use his legs right he's not fast, but he's fast enough. He's not shifty, but he's shifty enough right like making uh, what's his name the linebacker Wagner or whoever that was that wasn't Wagner who the heck was it? whatever miss and then get the touchdown or as PFF said tackle him into the end zone or whatever. But all right, fresh set of downs, first and 10, Denver 39-yard line, Jordan's under center, 11 personnel with A.J. Dillon in the backfield, big, strong run that goes for eight yards. And just a, a well-executed play. I mean, again, this is one of those where we got like the two double teams just trying to steal yards up the middle. Um, Runyon actually does a good job of coming off of his block and getting to that linebacker who's trying to shoot the gap, at which point Zach Tom is monoe mono, but he's got his guy beat so bad, he's actually pushing him sideways. A.J. Dillon not necessarily shifty enough to kind of see the full cutback that he needs to get to. I think it would have been better to cut in between Zach Tom and John Runyon where the hole was kind of supposed to be. But fortunately enough, doesn't matter. He just takes on the the guy mano a blasts him, and then, uh, I mean, he just ran right over him. He trucked him and just got another you know, however many yards, five yards. So successful run. I mean, it's just, it's just raw power is what it is. And that's the good thing about just being a physical football team, which we don't see enough of even when it doesn't work, if you're just stronger than everybody, you just push him out of the way. And that's what we did. I mean, Zach Tom just pushed, you know, we double team everybody, and then if we want to come off, that's fine, because Zach Tom can push the guy by himself. And then you got John Runyon just pancaking a guy. And then A.J. Dillon comes in, you got a free defender, he trucks him and runs right over him. It doesn't need to be as clean. When you're not, when you're not the stronger, more imposing, imposing fo- force, that's when you have to execute perfectly. When you're bigger, stronger, and more imposing, just freaking push. That's what they did, picked up eight Next play, we've got uh, Jordan under center, Aaron Jones in the backfield, 12 personnel. Quick pass to Tavian Wicks off to the left. Wicks then throws a pass back across the field, wide open. Nobody there to Aaron Jones. Jones picks up 14 yards. The best part about this, aside from, again, just being happy that we're going deep in the bag, we're finding some good plays, we're seeing a lot more of this type of stuff across the league. So I'm glad that it's not just like, oh, look at those cool four teams that are doing cool stuff. I wish we were cool. We're doing it, too. The, the the benefit, though, is we're actually executing. Unlike the first several times we tried these trick plays and it didn't work, although the play wasn't, or the throw wasn't the best in the world for a wide receiver going all the way across the field, that was money. So on second and two, that was a 14-yard pickup. All right, first and 10 from the Denver 17. Love in the shotgun, Jones split to his left. 10 personnel, four wide receivers. Jaden Reed comes in orbit motion behind um, Jordan Love at the snap. Jordan throws a sidearm pass out to looks like they were trying to set up a screen to Aaron Jones. And I, you know, I don't know. Maybe our our offensive linemen just don't do a good enough job of selling. Um, in fact, I can tell you right now that this was a pretty poor job. Because when you're trying to run these screens, you want the defensive lineman to believe they beat you. So there's a level of timing here where it's where you don't want to just release. And if you watch this particular play, um, John Runyon in particular, he just stands there and almost throws the defender off of him. And so the defender's like, yeah, I'm not and Aaron Jones goes following right behind him. It's like, come on, man. I'm not that stupid. Nobody else did that, right? You got uh I don't know who the other two guys are. But everybody else, they they did a good job selling it, and everybody else came. But the one guy, John Runyon, just ran right past, and then Aaron Jones follows him out. He's like, Nope, we're not doing that. He drops into coverage, takes away Aaron Jones. Jordan has pressure coming, so he's got to throw it. I think he tries to maybe throw it and lead it out to where uh, Jones can get it. Otherwise, he's just throwing it away. I don't know, but, um, yeah, it didn't work. Second and 10, we're in shotgun. 11 personnel handoff to A.J. Dillon is going to go for uh, six yards. This was, again, what would have been a uh, very well-executed play if it wasn't for Yash Nyman in at right tackle for a little bit of time here. This is when you have um, Zach Tom playing center. But Yash Nyman can't get his guy, so he's able to catch A.J. Dillon from behind. Dillon's still able to drag him for six yards. But, you know, again, you look at it and say, this is going to be a big play. Everybody's doing a good job. Oops. Guess not. So that brings up third and four. Shotgun, 10 personnel, four receivers and this is where he tries to just throw it up to Romeo Dobbs in the end zone and um it doesn't obviously work this has been a successful play in the past but um it just it wasn't there i think they need to kind of work on that a little bit in terms of you know placing the ball i mean if if dobbs is behind him throw it behind him if dobbs i mean you know if, if dobbs is behind the defender as in past him then throw the ball out there and let him get a chance to go get it. In this case, he was behind him, and the defender wouldn't let him get past. Then throw it short and let it be sort of a, you know, back shoulder throw. In this case, Dobbs couldn't get past him. Jordan throws it to the back corner of the end zone. Dobbs is nowhere near it, and it ends up being fourth down. This is also obviously a predetermined throw. Whether that comes from Matt LaFleur or Jordan Love, I don't know. Again, I'm not super mad because it's been successful. You just, you got to capitalize on this. If you're not going to go through your reads, then then we got to make sure that this is a slam dunk. And it just wasn't executed properly because when you look at when the ball starts to get thrown, nobody is even close to out of their breaks, and these are not deep routes being run. The other thing that kind of sucks is there's also a screen underneath it, and I think that that could have been a big play, potentially, p- potentially more like probably a touchdown. I don't know that, but really the the there's really only one defender, and there's two blockers and Aaron Jones, who's a very shifty individual. You've got a safety coming who's in the end zone, kind of middle of the field, and they're off a little bit to the, about the left hash. So maybe he could have got there, but again, we have two blockers. And so the only other defender is the guy defending Romeo Dobbs, who could have ended up being a defender on the play as well. So again, had it not been predetermined, I do think that there was a better option on the play, but, you know, decided to take a shot to Dobbs. Again, I think there's been a lot of success with it, but just wasn't executed properly. So we ended up settling for a field goal. Brings it to, uh, we finally got points on the board, three to nine. But we got three more drives to get through. Why don't we take a quick break right here? Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you want to support the podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. If you'd rather do Venmo, it's Packernet Podcast. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. About seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash Pack Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash Pack for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, three more drives to get through. This is a 10-play touchdown drive starting at the 25-yard line. Jordan Love is going to be under center, A.J. Dillon in the backfield. Right out of the gate taking a play-action deep shot to Christian Watson. A lot of people are upset about the most predictable offense in the world. It's run, run, pass. One of the benefits of running consistently on first down is in the third quarter, you run play action, they bite hard on it, you get a big 23-yard completion to Christian Watson. The only thing that kind of sucks is if uh, Jordan Love takes another half a second and sees, uh, I think it's Jaden Reed on the other side of the field. And to be fair, I don't think he had a half a second because he got hit shortly after he threw this ball but Jaden Reed basically plows into the defender and knocks him down. The entire defense is going the opposite direction. I mean, he is he is wide open. Now, again, the safety probably doesn't bite down hard if, if the ball doesn't come out to Christian Watson, so he probably could make a play on the other side of the field. But um, just kind of funny to see either way. Um, Christian Watson's open, and Jaden Reed just bullied his way open down the field. But... Um, Looks like a good throw to Watson, which is great. Haven't really seen that. Haven't seen a whole lot of connections to Watson, but that's what I think a lot of people have been wanting to see is just kind of Christian Watson coming across the formation. Uh, good play call at the right time just based on who had to cover him and how that all played out. I mean, it was basically impossible for anybody to get to Christian Watson in time. That's one of those things. If that was our defense, you look at it and go, you bunch of freaking, I can't believe what kind of a play call. You know what I mean? It's just, It's just the right call at the right time. Good ball and good completion, 23 yards. You know, again, this is the thing, too, where you look at it and just go, man, if this was our offense for four quarters, we would kick the crap out of so many teams. I know the defense isn't perfect, but it's good enough that this offense could win. We just need more of this, you know? You see the good runs, you see the good passes, the good short, intermediate, and deep passes. Not as much deep, but here's an example. We could do some damage, man. Next play, Jordan under center. We've got uh, 12 person... uh, Yeah. No, 21 personnel. That's what it is. It's hard to tell. I'm trying to see those are small little linemen there. you got to find the center. <laughs> Count out. 21 personnel. Christian Watson comes in motion. Pitch to Dillon for minus one yard. Looks to me like, once again, we designed a play to run right at our tight ends, and the tight ends failed to block. There was also defensive holding on this play, which prevented Rasheed Walker from blocking one of the guys that made the tackle. That could have made a pretty big difference. But for the most part, you got Josiah DeGuara leading the toss, he's lead blocking and he can't really get around the corner to the guy that he's blocking because Luke Musgrave gets kind of pushed back into him and that's that's what happened. So yes, from a schematic standpoint, the one thing that I would say that I don't like about the offense is that we run at our tight ends a lot. We have this sort of I want to be big strong 12 personnel, big bad tight ends kind of team, which is cool, but that again doesn't work when your tight ends are matched up on defensive lineman. You know what I wish? I wish I had a way to change a run call where the quarterback could call it based on the alignment. Because I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you know, in this particular instance, if they ran between Runyon and Myers, I don't see why that doesn't work. And again, one of the issues I constantly see is it's difficult, right? Because the defensive linemen want to shade to one side. And it's difficult if they're on the side that you're running to, if they're away from you and you have to run past them. But right now, the guy across from Runyon is to the sideline of him. The guy across from Myers is to the other sideline of him. So there's a natural gap there. And it would be easy for Myers and Runyon to push away from each other. It also just happens to be right down the middle. So with Deguara, he could shoot immediately through the gap and take out the linebacker with Dylan following very closely behind him. It'd be nice if they could just identify like, hey, if that's how you're going to align and just give us a natural gap here and we got a lead blocker, And then your tight end could be used to shoot straight. He wouldn't even need to touch the edge rusher, shoot immediately down the field and take out the linebacker. Now, you don't know as an offensive play caller what they're going to come out in. It would just be nice if they could kind of have a way of looking at it and going, this is where we need to run. And if they line up a different way, you know, have sort of like some kind of a flexible run game where you run a certain concept based on how they're aligned. I don't know if that's a thing. It's probably not a thing. It just seems so silly to say, here's what I'm going to run. And then you see what they come out in, and you're like, oh, shoot, that sucks because of the way that they lined up. Now we got to have this guy cover this guy, and these guys have a really difficult assignment, and this probably isn't going to work. It just it seems like it could be better. Anyways, that brings up 2nd and 11. Again, we're under center. We're in 11 personnel this time. We got... <laughs> Tucker Kraft coming across the formation, just doing work, man. I was just I was just kind of bad mouthing him on a Vikings podcast, and now I feel bad. He came across the formation and just wiped the guy out. So if we had run to the right side on this play, it would have actually looked pretty dope. But it was just right up the middle. Dylan gets five yards. But just another example of good play that could have been a lot better. I mean, it it was it was properly executed up until the final moment. We had again, Tucker Kraft comes across the formation to take on the edge rusher, which could be a disaster. He does a phenomenal job and just wipes him out. Um, You've got, it looks like Zach Tom is moving down to the linebacker immediately. Elton, or, um, I'm trying to remember, John Runyon, trying to keep them all in line here, the right guard, washes down the defensive tackle. Elton Jenkins comes in to kind of block on the backside here, kind of following Tucker Craft. So there's a big hole here. The problem is, Elton Jenkins just completely whiffs. He does that stupid thing that our guys do. I don't know why where they dive at people. Why are you diving at people? You're an offensive lineman. Who told you to dive? When did you ever learn to dive? What are you doing? Block the guy. Square up and block him. So I mean, this is this is a massive gap, um, that just gets closed because he gets caught from behind. Um, Zach, Tom also not doing the best job down the field, but also you don't exactly know where the run's going. So you kind of anticipate where you're going to wall him off from. And, um, all of a sudden he jumps inside. Cause that's where Dylan goes and he's like, where, where are you going, dude? So, you know, again, it's just, it's five yards. I guess I'll take it or well, yeah, it's five yards. right. Cause we lost a yard on the first one. It's not terrible. It's just so annoying. Every time it's like, it's five, it could have been nine. It's four. It could have been six. Just freaking... Why are you diving at people, dude? Don't jump at him. You're right there. You're squared up. Just stop him from moving. You know how to be an offensive lineman? You're a guard. You're not freaking Superman. Elden's just killing me, man. I just... I I like Elton Jenkins. I just feel like every time I look at him, I'm just like, what are you doing? Anyways, we know how the drive ends, so we don't have to stress too much. We got uh, Musgrave in motion, 11 personnel, Jordan in shotgun. Jordan takes a shot down the field that is... I mean... I mean, you could say he's under pressure, I guess. But really, he just takes a really, really deep drop. Um, and the defender is is there. So he steps up in the pocket. And, I mean, he's fine. He, he does like two hops and sets his feet when he throws. So, I mean, we, we can't just blame this on pressure necessarily. I'm trying to think how to illustrate the difference between where the receiver is and where... Well, let me put it this way. If you wanted to throw a touchdown to Christian Watson, he is standing at about the five-yard line. The ball hit the ground at the, what is that? The uh, 10, 11, 12, 13-yard line. Hit the ground. So if you're going to hit Christian in stride, in other words, at chest level, it would hit the ground probably at about the two-yard line. So this was off by about 10 yards, and it was also too far to the sideline. This should have been, like, at the hash at the, like, 10-yard line, and it ended up landing at, like, the 12-yard line near the sideline. I have no uh, earthly idea. I don't know. Maybe Watson ran it too deep. I mean, he does kind of jump behind the defender right as as, uh, Jordan is throwing it, so maybe you wanted him to come flat across the defender's face and he jumped behind the defender. That's about the only thing I could really think. But either way, that ball's not getting to him. And if you just look at the the footwork as he throws it, I mean, where his feet are positioned, it's, it's like they're right next to each other. So, I mean, it makes sense that the ball would kind of sail to just a random spot. So, anyways, it's just, it's kind of a disaster. Again, Jordan kind of got pressured. I think he panicked. He tried to launch it to Watson, and it just kind of went out to no man's land. Fortunately, penalty on Patrick Sertan defensive holding. So that is a five-yard penalty automatic first down gives us a new set of downs. At the Denver 43 yard line. So we got Jordan under center, 21 personnel. looks like Aaron Jones in the backfield they're going to run play action. dumps it off to Musgrave for three yards. and honestly, I don't really understand this one at all. And again, I'm, I'm I borderline feel bad picking on Jordan here because I, I don't I just I don't understand why so first of all, if you're going to throw it to Musgrave I think you could have done it earlier, but I understand he's sort of the checkdown option. but if you're looking down the middle of the field. I mean, it doesn't matter where you're looking, throw the ball. It looks like he's kind of looking... If you're looking down the sideline, Romeo Dobbs is about as wide open down the sideline as you can get. Uh, Again, we are at the 43-yard line. He is at the 36 and running down the field. So this is... He's already at the first down marker, and he is as wide open as they come. If you look down the middle of the field, Christian Watson, also wide open. Uh, if you want to dump it off, you also got Aaron Jones open. That's probably still another three-yard gain, so that's not really worth it. But everybody's open, literally. And and now we've got, who is this at the bottom? Tucker Craft or one of the other tight ends also open down at the bottom. So Tucker Craft is open at the 40. Let's just say Tucker Craft. Um, you've got Jones is open at the 40-ish or 39. Musgrave is open at the 41. He's the one that's furthest away. And he also has like two defenders bearing down on him. Watson isn't really open anymore. There was a window and you missed it. Dobbs also probably a little bit late on the window. You could have thrown that earlier than you probably would have been able to hit him. But he comes off of both of those and then chucks it down to Musgrave. And again, at this point, it's a little bit late. So the defenders, there's two defenders there. They immediately just key in on him and take him out. So, I mean, it's a positive play. He had time clean in the pocket. It is what it is. I just, you know, again, if you would have hit if you would have hit Dobbs, I mean, that's a maybe a 20-yard play. I mean, you got to see it. You got to see it. Or, I mean, and this is just just identifying and I know well that's that's there's a safety sitting over there and all that stuff, but but you've got a guy sitting down in the flat. He's running what I mean, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. I I don't know why you couldn't hit Watson in this window. You couldn't have hit Dobbs there, but whatever. He hits Musgrave is a 3-yard gain. All right. Second and 7. 12 personnel, two tight ends to the right, Aaron Jones in the backfield. And we got Dobbs and Samori Ture as our wide receivers. Jordan kind of predetermines he wants to throw it over to Aaron Jones. I don't really fully understand what we're doing here. I think what happened is Jordan identified pressure and kind of thought maybe Aaron would be kind of free in the flat. So he's like, I'm just going to check this thing down. But somebody dropped and covered, and he just kind of threw this little lobby thing that was nowhere near there. And the unfortunate part is, and again, he doesn't have a lot of time to identify who's going to be open, but because they're blitzing, there's no linebackers. There's nobody in the middle of the field. Samore Ture is running to the middle of the field, like a little slant route. He does a great route. He gets open. He could have hit Samore Ture coming across the middle with no defenders in the middle of the field. Very likely a pretty big gain. So this is going to be an issue like with the Minnesota Vikings, because they're going to look at this and say, if we bring pressure, he's just going to, I mean, even if he identifies like this is so who can dump it off to, all he's going to be doing is dumping it off all day. You know, it's it's like th- there's no... And I understand, like, we don't have time to go through reads, but I just feel like maybe it's because he doesn't trust Samori Touré, but this just seems like the perfect opportunity to throw to Samori Touré. He's in press man coverage with the linebackers vacating the middle of the field, and he's running a slant route. He's not playing off where he's going to drive on the ball, none of that. As soon as he breaks to the inside, just hit him with the ball. You should be seeing this and going, if that linebacker comes, I'm going to Touré. If he drops, then I guess we'll we'll you know leave all our other options open. But then we can not panic because it every it's not a it's not an all out blitz on me. So anyways, he kind of just sails it over Aaron's head, and that brings up third and seven. We got uh, Jordan Love in shotgun. Looks like Dylan to his right. Twenty one personnel, three receiver bunch set to the left. Beautiful play, and it's just a bread and butter. I mean, they find different ways to run it, but what are we doing? Quick out route, right? We do it out of the bunch formation where we have two guys running down the field. Jaden comes out underneath it, creating traffic, creates a bunch of wide open separation, and Jordan hits the out route. I mean, it is it is the Packers' twenty twenty three bread and butter on third and medium, third and ten ish, third and three ish. Doesn't matter. Watch for some form of an out route. They're just finding different ways to do the exact same thing. We got Samori Ture and uh Christian Watson also in this bunch, and yeah, the way that they have this set up, I mean, with the coverage. You got somebody coming like around trying to get to J. I mean, it's just there's no way. So it's it's perfect call, perfect ball, great catch, able to turn up the field, grab another yard. Third and seven, we pick up twelve. I mean, if there's one thing that this team has learned to execute, it is a, it is a third down out route. <laughs> they have perfected that. Um, it is it is just automatic. Aside from the times where you have like two guys standing in the same place randomly for some reason, I don't know what happens in those situations, but Those don't work. Then we got shotgun, 11 personnel, handoff to Aaron Jones. He's going to pick up 11 yards. This is just a classic Aaron Jones play where he just finds finds the place to go. He's just like a, he's like water running downhill, is the best way I could think to describe Aaron Jones. He's like electricity just following the path of least resistance. It's just automatic. I mean, that's that's what it reminds me of, just water running downhill. There's no thought. You ever watch something just spill or like a ball roll? It's just gravity just taking it where it goes. That's Aaron Jones. he I mean, when they talk about downhill running, you usually think about this big, strong thing. He is just like a ball going downhill. It's just gravity carrying him. He is so smooth and seamless with this stuff. So essentially what it's supposed to be is uh, there's a gap between the two guard with the center getting up to the next level but my best friend elton jenkins can't block his guy and the gap gets closed immediately so aaron's just like no problem because if you're on that side then technically uh, elton jenkins is blocking you the other direction so i'll just run around behind him unfortunately tucker craft takes out a guy uh on the end rasheed walker has gotten down the field so essentially what Jones does so perfectly is he finds the yellow and white jerseys. He finds their backs, does a connect the dot and says, I'm gonna run off all their back. And he just like hugs his guys' backs all the way down the field. And that's what he does. And that's how he finds his way down the field. And then when he runs out of out of white and yellow jerseys, he just does what what he can, picking up as many free yards as he can. Eleven yard run by Aaron Jones. Botched block. I love that guy. I really, really, really do. Next play, Jones gets one yard. <laughs> Um, first and 10, Denver 17-yard line shotgun. Jones lined up to his left. Three receivers, one tight end. It's a draw play, so they kind of hesitate and then hand it off. The weird thing about the draw play is they're, they're basically pass blocking. And so there isn't really, like, assignments as much. And so there ends up being somebody that's unaccounted for. And so you've got one gap to run through and a linebacker just sitting there waiting for him. And then we got our final play of this drive. Jordan Love under center, 21 personnel. Ball is very underthrown. Dobbs has to come back and get it, and uh, fortunately does make it. I mean, if this is a better ball in the corner of the end zone, this is an easy easy kind of walk-in, but he has to kind of come back and jump over two guys to get it. And I do think, I didn't watch any of the uh, quarterback school things or anything yet, and I don't know if I'm going to get to it, but one of the things that I've heard them mention is, or you know, at least the one guy mentioned, is making things harder than it needs to be. He's got a, so there's some pressure, but he he's got a clean pocket to step up into, and rather than stepping up and resetting his feet, he kind of just runs and throws on the run. So he's he's throwing with his feet in the air, and so you know we can blame it on pressure and say well he was under pressure. That's kind of bullcrap though. Step up in the pocket, set your feet, and throw the ball. Um And look, it ended in a touchdown, that's fine, but it it very easily could have been just like it was down the sideline where if the defender gets his hand in there and bats it away, it's really just kind of a a luck of the draw thing on these 50-50 balls. It's just a matter of does the defender kind of get his arm right in that right spot to where he can either deflect it or can kind of, you know, rip it out of the the receiver's hands. And in this case, he couldn't do it, and it was a touchdown. So ended positively, it's a good thing, Um, but that ball right there, I'm thinking... We can call it a 50-50 ball, but I'd be surprised if 20% of those ended up as touchdowns. Oh, and according to the rules officials, it shouldn't have even been a touchdown, which I still think is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but there you go. And again, if they had ruled it not a touchdown, again, you're looking at it and going, if this wasn't a 50-50 ball, it would have been, and instead it ended up an interception. So it's kind of one of those, like, man, that's an impressive throw. It's like his feet are in the air. It's across the body. It's kind of a side army whip thing. And that's cool. And if it was a better ball, we could all sit around and admire it. But again, it doesn't need to be crazy. You don't need to do that. Set your feet, throw it like a normal football with your normal throwing mechanics that you've learned over the four years and just get it in the back corner of the end zone. All right. That is that drive. Got to try to pick up the pace through the last one. We got one more touchdown drive and then, you know, the one that we lose in. But let's take our final break and we'll try to rip through those as fast as possible. We'll be right back. So the defense does this job. It gets a three and out. Green Bay Packers are back on the field. First play, Jordan under center. 12 personnel. Dylan's going to run for five yards. And I will say this is about as well done by Dylan as I've seen. Um, it's only five yards, but it's, it's everything I've asked him to do, which is I know that things are closing down. I know that things are sloppy, but just follow the lane. Just run behind the backs of your players. There's a lane there. Just squeeze into it and go. And he does it. I mean, the the guys, you know, the 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 hole is really compressed. But just go, just trust it. And um, he does that. And you know, it again, it only goes for five. But I'm just, I'm happy to see him do that. The blocking was decent enough. It wasn't a wide gaping hole. But I mean, this is this is first down or five yards on first down is not terrible. And that's a successful play. Second and five. Jordan Love under center. Still in twelve personnel. This is a beautiful strike to Luke Musgrave picking up eighteen yards. This is the one that he ends up taking a shot, and Kareem Jackson gets disqualified. We get an additional fifteen yards on the pen, on the uh, on the penalty. Now Jordan kind of does it again. You can't be mad at him because it was a good throw. We can call it a little high, but I mean that's about as good of a throw as you're going to get, especially with the way that he's you know throwing on the run. And this play honestly kind of reminds me of the the deep shot to Christian Watson, where it's like this is feels like what we've been wanting to to see from you know, love to Watson or, or to Musgrave. He's got the speed to get deep down the field, get all the way across the field and get open you know, to, to be able to run faster than the linebacker can carry him. And this is where you really stress a defense. You know, if they're just gonna drop in a zone like they are most of the time, like most defenses do most of the time, as he's running around behind those defenders and crosses the back of a linebacker, that linebacker's ability to get on his horse and start running at the same speed that Musgrave is is very low. So if you can hit a window between the defenders, great. Otherwise, throw it to the sideline. And that's what he does. So decent protection. It does break down, again, on account of Elton Jenkins. I swear, I know there's other people messing up. I just, I never see, all I'm seeing is Elton Jenkins. I swear. But again, he's able to step up in the pocket and throw it. First and 10, all the way at the Denver 38 now, after an 18-yard gain with a 15-yard penalty tacked on top of it. Shotgun, 11 personnel. Handoff to Dylan up the middle. He's going to get four yards on the play, and kind of an interesting play. I mean, it um, it's one of those where I just rambled on for a few minutes about what I thought happened, and then I had to kind of delete it when I noticed one little thing, and I was like, wait a minute, is that what you're trying to do? Not going to get too much into it, but the bottom line is they they definitely made it look like it was a certain kind of play, and then Dylan bailed on that, went a different direction, which I thought was a mistake by Dylan, and then Zach Tom comes off of his guy and starts blocking in a different direction right at the last second, and Dylan follows him. I don't know if this is all design or what, but either way, pretty cool play. I think it's fairly well blocked across the board. It's only four yards, which is weird to say, but I mean, nobody massively failed. There's just linebackers there that just kind of clog things up, and that's how it goes, I guess. Not enough push or whatever. I don't know. All right, second and six. We got, eh, again, I'm going to call it 10 personnel with a split out tight end. Emmanuel Wilson in the backfield quick toss to Wilson who actually makes something out of nothing looked like it was about to be a loss of yards he actually picks up four I think Christian Watson does the best job of blocking on this Jaden Reed kind of misses his guy entirely Josiah DeGuara does okay but kind of loses him and so um Emmanuel Wilson is able to squeeze far enough to pick up four out of the six but Reed's guy kind of gets him from behind and then Josiah DeGuara's guy is kind of there heading him off Watson blocked his guy out of the freaking stadium so third and two, I don't know if you call this 11 or 12 personnel, but it looks like you got Jaden Reed on the line. <laughs> call it 11 personnel, I guess. I don't know. One running back, one tight end, three wide receivers, the wide receivers lined up, lined up like a tight end though. Watson's going to come across the formation uh, at the snap. Running and Zach Tom are going to pull. And this is really just a great play by their linebacker who doesn't hesitate and shoots right through the gap. I mean, he's kind of just being a wrecking ball. He's not even really trying to make a play on Dylan and the the brilliant part of it is when you have pulling offensive linemen and a guy just standing in the way, it just takes everybody out. So Zach Toms trying to get across, takes this guy out, which is, you know, great for what it is, but now we don't have a linebacker there and Dylan's kind of stuck. So now he's, like, pushing into Rashid Walker and trying to push, 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 and the whole thing just got blown up. And, again, it was just, he just got a linebacker just jumping out in front of pulling offensive linemen and just completely derailing the entire play. I mean, he just shot like a cannon as soon as the, uh, the ball was snapped. But uh, fourth down and one, Jordan under center, 12 personnel. Jaden Reed's going to come in motion. Ben Sims, after the snap, is going to um, come across the formation. Play action to A.J. Dillon, he's going to boot around. Throw the pass to Ben Sims, who's going to make a catch, get the first down, because that's what that mf'er does, man. I tell you what, man, I like that guy. I don't know what it is. He just seems like he's good at football. He might not be, I mean, he he kind of feels like what Tucker Craft was supposed to be. Like, he's the bigger, stronger guy that occasionally gets used as a receiver and is effective as a freaking bulldozing moose when he is a receiver. I mean, that's exactly what Tucker Craft was supposed to be. But I dig that, man. And again, Kraft has been doing I mean, in this game, just at least the last couple of plays that I've watched him, I kind of wrote him off, but he's been blocking pretty well. And, and you know, if you're going to come out in sort of a big boy package, now we got Kraft and Sims. I think that's the way to go. No offense to Musgrave, but, you know, let's at least put a little bit out there. But I dig it, man. It's a risky play call. Nobody's really looking at Ben Sims on this play. In fact, when you take these two guys on here and, you know, Musgrave isn't on the field, I think as a defensive player and a play caller, you're looking at this going, this is a low probability pass here. It really is. Because, you know, Dylan's out here. Musgrave is off the field. Wicks is here, but he got motioned into the, basically into the line, trying to be like another blocker. I mean, there's like one legitimate receiver on this entire play, and it's Christian Watson. So if we cover him up, you know, I mean, this just feels 100% like a run. And they got play action boot to Ben Sims. And again, I mean, you can look at it and say, I don't like it. It's too risky, and uh, we shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff because you know, stick to what works or whatever. Um, and that's fair enough. If you don't like it, then you don't like it. But um, in this case, it worked. So I guess that's up for up for discussion, whether this was a good play call or a bad play call. But I just want to note it that it did work in this instance. But all right, we got 21 personnel, Jordan under center, and we got a real big rumbling, grumbling, bruising run to A.J. Dillon. And really, I mean, it, it, it really is just as simple as this one actually worked. Like it just went as it was designed to go. And and it's crazy to think, and I've said this before, like when people just execute, and we're really just talking about like four guys here, four or five guys primarily, you know, you can have somebody away from it doing such a terrible job, or you can have a defender just do something crazy, but there's maybe like four guys that we just need to do their job and they did it. So essentially we've got, we are going to run between, or I guess I should say off the back of Rashid Walker with John Runyon pulling, so it's going to be between Runyon and Rasheed Walker. So there's a hole there, there's a lead blocker, and there's one linebacker. So if Elton or if John Runyon can come across the formation and square up and block this guy, and if Rasheed Walker, with the help of Elton Jenkins, by the way, can push the other direction to create a hole, and if Josiah DeGuara can come through that hole and block the guy and create a little bit, just a tiny bit of a lane for Dylan to run through, it's going to be a big play. That's all we need that's all it's it's essentially three guys and we need dylan to run through it right there's a little bit of josh myers who almost does blow this you know just just don't blow it enough you know zach tom don't blow it just don't blow it christian watson's blocking that corner could have come over and done something if watson didn't have him walled off but that dude is a blocking machine and so very simply dylan just runs through the hole that's there and picks up 15 yards (laughs) like is that seriously all it takes to get 15 yards is three guys don't mess up that's crazy that's freaking crazy. And I shouldn't say mess up. I mean, honestly, it's... it's You have to beat the guy across from you. So they need three guys to lose at the same time. But still, I feel like you'd have a couple more successful runs. And just like last time, after the big run, we have a negative run. So we're going to lose two yards on this A.J. Dillon run. Jordan Love under center. 21 personnel again. And I don't know if this is Josiah Deguara or Rashid Walker or somebody just... I don't know what exactly is going on here, but Josiah really wanted to block the guy that was already being blocked, and was determined, and so somebody came completely free, and was able to get to Dylan. If 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 Josiah DeGuara picked up this free rusher, this again is going to be a big run because our offensive line is completely from Myers to Runyon to Zach Tom. It, this is this is like I want to take I want to print this photo and hang it up on my wall. It's such a beautiful thing. They are just a wall of of human beings pushing defenders the other direction. Um, then you have I believe so uh Elton Jenkins came across a formation, he's blocking. Rasheed Walker kind of failed to block this guy, but he's laying on top of him, which is a dangerous thing for that defender. But defender falls on his face, Rasheed Walker lands on his back. I mean it is what it is, man. All we need is Josiah Daguara to say, hey, there's a guy coming, I'm gonna block him. And there is just a free shot at the end zone. Now he probably doesn't get to the end zone, but very likely gets to about the five yard line before the safeties can take him out. But DeGuaro doesn't do that. He's determined to, like, jump on the guy that's already on the ground. He really wanted to block that guy. Kind of offended by Rasheed Walker. But second and 12, Jordan and Shotgun. We are in one personnel, so we got one tight end, four wide receivers, no running backs. And this is, I believe, a designed run because he drops and just immediately starts running. It is a big, big gain by Jordan Love. As soon as the ball snapped, he jumps right up the middle, and it is a pickup of 10 yards, bringing it to third and two. So yeah, I dig that, man. That was well designed and um great execution by Jordan. I mean, there, there's just there's gaps there. Good job by the offensive line, lots of space for him to run through, good vision by Jordan Love, kind of having to navigate a little bit of traffic and then just get on his horse and run. And finishes strong by diving head first, which, you know, always gets the team a little bit fired up. But we get a false start penalty on Josiah Deguara that takes it from third and two to third and seven. Classic. Go to shotgun, 11 personnel, bunch to the right. Jordan Love's going to throw a quick pass to Aaron Jones coming around the middle. Doesn't look like he had a lot of other options out there, so probably the right decision to just dump it off to um, Aaron Jones and get back as many yards as you can. That does pick up all those five yards that were lost um, by Josiah DeGuara, bringing it to fourth and two. Then you get the miracle play of the the freaking decade. Romeo Dobbs is screaming wide freaking open. They basically just run a perfect like little pick route or whatever you want to call it. But Romeo Dobbs has so much room. The problem is you got a defender off the edge who knows what's coming and he gets his hands up. So Jordan has to do kind of a sidearm deal. Now, I'm certainly not going to call this a bad throw from Jordan Love. It is a tough throw. It's a sidearm throw, all that stuff. But I'm also going to cut Romeo Dobbs a little bit of slack. Should he have caught it? Absolutely. Did he expect a rocket ball to his back left shoulder that he had to spin for? Probably not so much. But either way, I mean this this is what we want from the team, right? This is this is blocking, this is throwing. This is, you know, Jaden Reed hustling to go make a play with the ball in the air. This is it, man. This is this is just go make a play. Things aren't always going to be perfect. It wasn't perfect for Jordan. There's a guy in his face. So make it work. Change the arm angle and deliver. You know, Romeo Dobbs didn't exactly do that. The ball wasn't perfect. You still got to catch it, whatever. But then you end up with Jaden Reed. It's there. Go make a play. And he made a play. I love it. Again, we just need more of this. They can do this, right? Jordan can throw the passes, the offensive line can block, the receivers can catch. We got speed, we got athleticism, we got yards after the catch, we got route running, we got all the stuff we need. We just got to put it together, man. Not saying they will. I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at a team that when everything comes together, it's it's a thing of beauty. I don't know if they can do it, but I like it. I like the scheme, I like the play calling, I like the execution a lot of the time. I mean, for everybody, with maybe the exception of Elton Jenkins... <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm sorry, man, but he, he, as good as he is, he's going to take a ribbon until he figures this out, and I think he will, but you're too good to be playing this crappy, so you're going to take a beating. Anyways, we got one more drive. It's a little bit of a short one. Obviously, it doesn't end on a super happy note. Defense also allows a drive down the field for a field goal, so the Packers then have to answer. But the uh, Packers are going to start at the 25-yard line, first and 10. Packers are going to be under center, 12 personnel. Uh, is that 13 personnel? Is that another tight end, or is that Aaron uh, Christian Watson? I don't know. It doesn't matter. understand Are they're going to run the ball to A.J. Dillon. And once again, we get Dillon just bailing, and I don't understand why. I mean, you know, again, things aren't perfect. Just follow your freaking blockers, man. I mean, this is, again, we got sort of the two-double-team thing. And with their alignment, you know, it, it works to our favor. I mean, massively to our favor. Because we're going to create a gap between Zach Tom and um, John Runyon. And the defenders are to the outsides of both of them. There's also going to be double teams, so Zach Tom is going to be paired up with Tucker Craft. They're going to take somebody out. Runyon and Myers are to the inside. They got this guy taken out. Dylan needs to run in between there. Now there's a linebacker there. No big deal because Zach Tom's going to come off of his guy And he's going to go down there and he's going to hit the linebacker. Now, Dylan probably sees the linebacker. He sees Tucker Craft and thinks, I don't think so. But the bigger thing is he sees the outside and says, I bet I can get out there and do something. I don't know why he thinks that because there's nothing but Broncos out there and none of your offensive linemen are out there helping you block. But in his mind, he's like, I'm going to go do something crazy over there. And again, yes, Tucker Craft is losing, but who gives a crap? Just run into the back of your offensive linemen. You push, they push, you're going to pick up a bunch of yards. But nope, he's going to bail. He's going to try to get to the outside. Defender immediately grabs him. He says, okay, nope, never mind. So he tries to go back the other way, and now he's swarmed by Broncos because the play broke down. I mean, just effing go, Dylan. Drive me crazy. Just go. Too freaking smart for your own good, man. Next play again. We're under center. Looks like 12 personnel again. Dylan in the backfield. Going to run play action. Just going to dump it off to A.J. Dylan. Dylan's going to turn around gonna make a man miss and he is just gonna rumble and rumble and roar all the way down first time i think i've ever seen aj Dillon. well maybe not maybe since the tennessee titans game but where you kind of see that he does have a little bit of top end speed because the guys can't catch him like they're running kind of stride for stride but they can't get him so he rumbles for 29 yards that brings up first and 10 from the denver broncos 44 yard line jordan love under center 21 personnel again we got Daguara as our lead blocker Tucker Craft is our tight end. Watson's going to motion and then get sent back to reverse motion or whatever you call it. I don't know. But it's a handoff to A.J. Dillon, and he's going to get no gain on the play. This is the second time that they ran this kind of weird play. I've had to delete, for the second time, like three, four minutes of me talking about this play because I noticed the one guy leaking out the other way where it looks like they're designing a play to this side, and then they go the other direction. Either way, it doesn't matter. It got blown up because of Josh Myers. Big nose tackle in front of him just completely blew him up closed up the gap and that's essentially what happened all right second and 10 jordan and shotgun we got five wide receivers spread out empty backfield potentially another designed run i can't exactly tell but he takes off running pretty much ob- immediately in fact it must be a design run because i mean he didn't even really look at anything before he took off there wasn't pressure so another designed run there's a big giant hole for him to get through um I don't know. I don't know. Kind of a weird one. Doesn't matter because there's a penalty, offensive holding at Elton Jenkins. That brings it to second and twenty. Shotgun. Dylan in the backfield. Ten personnel. Three wide receivers to the left. And this is the the play that was really bad to Christian Watson that caused him to get hurt. Worse than that, I'm looking at this now, not really realizing it. You know, first time I'm going back and looking at it. Jaden Reed is running wide open. I mean, right in the middle of the field, real close to where Christian Watson's going. He is wide open across the field. He probably picks up a first down here. Jordan Love is in a perfectly clean pocket. There is no problem. Christian Watson's technically open too, but the ball needs to hit him now. The ball should be hitting right now. Instead, and and honestly, he still didn't even throw it too late. He just needed to throw it out in front of him, and he didn't. He threw it behind him. So Jordan Love or for so Christian Watson has to go backwards, but not only backwards, he needs to reach down into the ground. The defender comes in and lands on him, bends his knee all twisted up. I mean, this is just this is just bad. I mean, again, you can go to Watson, you can go to Reed is Reed is by far the best option. He is wide open. Christian Watson's basically just running behind Reed. But I mean, you hit Reed and he is off to the races, man. He he is gonna more than likely pick up a first down on this second and twenty play. But again, you can hit Watson. You hit Watson, and I mean, even if he goes down, it's going to be probably third and five. He's going to catch it at the 40-yard line. He'll probably get tackled right away. But I mean, Reed is running down the field. He's got his hand waving in the air. You just you can't miss that, especially when you're looking almost at the exact same part of the field. I mean, Reed and Watson are five yards apart, and then just such a terrible ball to Christian Watson. who was open? You could throw it to him. He's open. But it was just a horrible ball. And it doesn't make sense to say, well, he needed to sit down there because, no, he doesn't. The defender's behind him. Throw it out in front of him. But part of the problem is, again, rather than just setting your feet and throwing it, he sees somebody, like one of his guys, losing the, the block, so he starts drifting and doing this hop thing to his left. So he tries to hop and throw at the same time. Like, just set your freaking feet and throw it. You're trying to do all this off-platform stuff, and the balls suck. Stop doing that. Stop hopping around. Stop jumping backwards as you throw. Stop throwing fadeaway jumpers. Just stand there and throw a good ball. Throw it to the right guy, first of all. Throw it on time, second of all. Throw it accurately with your feet properly planted, third of all. Come on, man. I mean, really, that, that th- this one play right here, which was disastrous for numerous reasons, we had Jaden Reed converting a first down. At, we'd be maybe at the 30-yard 30, 30 line, maybe? Call it 35, and it's a first down-ish. I mean, we're we're in field goal range, 1st and 10, and we don't even have to see this disastrous 3rd and 20. And even if even if Jaden Reed doesn't get the 1st down, it's 3rd and 2, and we're going to go for it on 4th. But now we lost Christian Watson. We've got uh, 11-ish personnel. Jordan Love has absolutely all day to throw. The right decision is to throw it to Romeo Dobbs. I mean, what, what have I said that the Packers do perfectly? The out route. Now, it's not a 1st down. You throw it to Romeo Dobbs, you pick up, if he turns the corner there, you pick up 13 yards. You can, I mean, yeah, you can dump it off to Dylan if you want. I don't think he gets quite as far down the field. I mean, there's a lot of green grass, but these defenders will be able to close fast. He gets to maybe the 50-yard line. Romeo Dobbs probably gets to about the 43-yard line, maybe even the 40, making it 4th and 5. He had a lot of time to see this, and, and he wanted to let it develop. He sees Samori Ture, and honestly, you know what? I don't even necessarily mind it, right? He's running behind the defense, and you know what? If he had enough ball here, this could have been something big because with Samori Ture with a full head of steam, the safety trying to run with him, if this ball's out in front of him, he has a chance to catch it. Unfortunately, the ball is so underthrown that Samori Ture stopping and trying to run the other direction stops at the 10-yard line. The ball gets picked off at about the 13-yard line, two to three yards short of where the receiver who had to come to a complete stop and try to run the other direction was. That's part of the problem with the throw anyways. I mean, he needed to throw this to, like, the goal line? Maybe the five-yard line? He's chucking it from the 34. So it needed to be a 60-yard pass. It ended up being about a 50-yard pass. So, you know, I, I understand feeling like you got a shot there, and I think you did, but you're wrong because you couldn't get the ball there. You're off by 10 yards. So... I you know it's just it's just not the right decision it's just not so you, you, again you got a guy open that can probably take ten to fifteen yards back out of the out of the twenty or you could dump it off to Dylan which isn't going to get as many yards but it's still an option but um, yeah that that play was dead on arrival I mean I, I don't see a scenario where that works unless you can chuck it sixty yards so I mean honestly that was just in my opinion that was two really bad back to back plays. Now, it's just two plays. A lot of guys had two bad plays. But again, that's the difference between Elton Jenkins having a bad day and Jordan Love having a bad day or a bad play. Elton Jenkins has a bad play, and you kind of, like, snap your fingers and just go, ah, shucks, you little jerk. Jordan Love has a bad play, and it's like, well, that just ruined everything. Like, we're done now. Quarterbacks, man, a lot more on the line. Guards can't throw picks. But anyways, that's it. Again, there was a lot of better things here in the second half. Um, again, you see the good from Jordan Love, but at the end of the day, in the totality of the four quarters, again, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing a guy that can be consistent. I see like a handful of good throws on like one drive, like the 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 one touchdown drive. Maybe maybe the two touchdown drives, I guess, were good, but you know, outside of that, I just I don't have a ton of confidence. Um, you know, the offensive line, yeah, it's struggling. I don't know that it's necessarily worse than it was last year or the year before that. I just think we're pissing and moaning about it more because the offense sucks more. This this team could never run block, and they are very good at pass blocking right now. It's the exact same offensive line we've always had. Um, I'm not really mad at the receivers because, for the most part, they're all just doing their job. Dobbs had a drop on a pretty tough catch. That ended in a touchdown anyway, so you can't even really be mad about it. It didn't cause any problems. We had maybe one play where he had two guys in the same spot again. That was it. We got too much tight ends trying to do blocking. That's about it. But either this team is gonna figure out how to be more consistently good or they're just gonna to continue to be bad. But we'll find out. We're gonna play the Minnesota Vikings, very beatable team. And uh, if they can just be more consistent and play I mean I mean they they have the potential to beat the living daylights out of the Minnesota Vikings if they can just be consistent. You know? Put do what you do in the fourth quarter, in the first, second and third. You know, smoke the Vikings. But Let's say my confidence level is relatively low at this point. Anyways, that's it. You guys have a good rest of your day. I'll talk to you tonight, tomorrow, whatever. Have a good one. Bye-bye.